And Galatians 5 is 25 and 26, I believe. Galatians 5, 25 and 26. If we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another and envying one another. Jen and I started running together this year. I've been running my whole life, and uh, Jen doesn't in any way enjoy any form of exercise. Her favorite exercise is lifting chocolate from a table into her mouth. That's her favorite. That's, that's, I, no, 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 I'm not in trouble. She'll say it anyone, anytime. That's fine. It's, um, and she's really good at that, actually. She's just like, she, she's a connoisseur. She doesn't eat a lot of it, but she knows what's good, you know? Um, so anyway, um, but she started running um, last spring, and then she asked me to start running with her, and I was like, I have no idea how this is going to go. Um, and it's like riding a tandem bike, you know, like it's just, it can make you or break you. And uh, so we started running together and while we were living here at Coventry Glen and we were running around the area and we really had to figure out pacing. That was a big deal, you know, because I'm used to running one pace. She's used to running a very different pace. And so we had to, to kind of meet each other, not halfway, but somewhere in there, you know. Um, and so it required one of us to speed up and another one of us to slow down. Um, and, uh, I, I, it, yeah, so, um, we just recently moved and, uh, you may know that, uh, the house that I was raised in, that my parents lived in, we're buying that house and my parents moved to another location. That home, I, there are roads that we started, started running that were roads that I had run my life, you know, my whole life as a child growing up, training for soccer, whatever I was doing, running these hills. And I was always like driven and flat out while I was running. Well, now I'm running the same route, but I'm running it with my wife at a very different pace. Okay. And when I run at this different pace, what's amazing is, is I am seeing things that I never saw before. I went past this one house. It was a gorgeous house. And the driveway who kind of winds back off the road and looks back and there's this pond there and there's a, and I never saw that house. I have driven past that house literally thousands of times and I never saw it. I've run past that house. I don't know how many times, never saw it. And the one time I was running past it and I was just chilling with my wife running. I'm giving away who had to change what pace to what. And I, I was running and God just laid it right on my heart. And he was like, if you want to see my beauty, then you got to keep in cadence with me. Don't outrun me. Don't outrun me. Stay with me. And I was like, what's that mean? And he's like, well, for one thing, it means stay with your wife. You know, uh, submit to one another out of love. And, and for her, she, was, she went on the treadmill the other day. She hadn't been on a treadmill in a long time. And she was like, oh, my goodness, my pace is so much faster on the treadmill because she's been trying to pick it up. And God's like allowed that to be something that's kind of helping her progress that way. And for me, he's been getting me to chill and rest. And I've been seeing beauty that I never saw before. And some of us at times really need to chill and submit to others and slow down and pace ourselves. And in the process, we might be able to receive some beauty that we didn't otherwise see. And some of us need to pick up the pace and not be just, you know, Whatever, that's not my side of the equation. I'm not going to talk about that. <laughs> no, it was, some of us honestly need to, to engage further and be stretched more 
And there's more available for us on that level. We're actually capable of more. And so we need to work to help keep the pace going the other way. And that's one of the things that God has really been laying on my heart. And when it comes to keeping step with the Spirit, he says that that basically keeping pace with God sometimes means slowing down, sometimes means speeding up. God's not faster or slower. He's both. We have to keep pace with him. So when we stay in step with the Spirit, we have to see and sense where God is moving. And one of the biggest ways to do that is sense how I best love those around me. And sometimes, if I'm only thinking just me and God, then I'm going to always have an image of how God wants to do things. But when I realize some people aren't even capable of going at that pace, well, I have to be, I have to be patient with that. And for others, it's like, I would really like to just chill, but I realize that if I'm going to hang with, with this person, I got to, I got to like go with them a little bit and I got to be with them and I got to be drawn into that speed as well a little bit. And God uses that. That's why it says right here, if we live by the spirit, let us also keep in step with the spirit. Let us not become conceited. That's the person running out ahead. Who's like, I got this right. Would you come on? And let us also, it says, let us not become conceited, provoking one another or envying one another. And that's the person who's sitting back saying, oh, I wish it was up there. Or the person who's up ahead saying, I wish I could just chill like you or whatever. No, we don't have to envy each other. We need to help each other. We need to bless each other and encourage one another. And as we submit to one another, it's a real helpful gauge in keeping step with the spirit. And we get to see more beauty and we get to be stretched into deeper parts of our life. So it's just a little word that he's kind of been putting on me lately. Okay. Um, Jesus um, also has made it clear that as we keep pace with him, sometimes it's that stepping out. It's, he, he says to the, to the uh, disciples, come follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. And it requires us to step out into things that we were possibly uncomfortable with. And it always eventually comes to loving people and getting beyond ourselves and engaging something. And so the person who's going to share um, with us right now I, has one of the stories that was shared with me was about this, about God saying, what am I going to do with this? Like God's stirring in me, but he's, but he's calling me to something. And so uh, Dan's going to come, Dan Eppelheimer's going to come up and share about what God's been doing with him. And uh, I, this is exciting, what it is that God's doing with him. So I want you to, I want you to hear this. Dan has been like, not feeling getting up in front of everyone, by the way. So, like, everybody just laugh at him now and get it over with or whatever. And uh, and uh, uh, I appreciate the fact that Dan's been willing to share this because he, he shared it with me because I was asking for people who had stories, and uh, he knew that he needed to share it, but it was also probably not comfort zone for you. So, uh, Dan, how long have you been here? A uh, year and a half, just about. And it's been here a year and a half. And um, what do you do for a living? I do marketing for C. Raymond Davis and Sons. I do um, their photography and graphic design. Okay. Who's your family that's here? They're over here. Over there. Okay. <laughs> One of them's playing drums. And uh, the, the, this whole row, wave your hands. Yeah. <laughs> Brittany, like, come on. She's ashamed, dude. Your wife is like, no. <laughs> I'm just messing with you, Brittany. Just messing with you. Yeah, so um, why don't you share with us a little bit about what God's been doing? I have some notes written to help me because the first service I was like so nervous and couldn't really get out what I wanted to say. You did awesome. I felt bad. But anyway, um, first I just want to say that um, through the sermon 
series of the voice, um, you know, God's been telling us to listen to him. And so through this, I ask that you guys will just listen to what God has to say through this. Um, He's, for some reason, picked me to talk um, and laid something on my heart. So I just, I have to do this. (laughs) Um, When Tim asked me, I was very uncomfortable about coming up here, but I knew that God said I had to come up. So, pretty much so, um, God's laid on my heart to start a clothing company, and the process behind it really is kind of the model idea of it is how Tom's does their shoes. I don't know if anybody knows how Tom's does that, but when you buy a shoe, they give a shoe. Um, With Operation Backpack and God's Kitchen, when they came and talked in some of the sermons, um, God laid on my heart to look into that more. Um, With God's Kitchen, I went and visited that. um, And it was a really cool experience getting to see how that works and how much of a need there is in Pottstown here. Uh, There's a lot of... A lot of people that seem homeless and don't have clothes and obviously are probably cold on days like today and this past week when it was cold. Um, So I'm just going to kind of read through what I have written down um, within the company that God's really laid on my heart. So the whole idea behind um, the company's name is Project. So the whole idea behind Project was to start a clothing company to help give to those in local areas that are in need and share the gospel. Start in our Pottstown area and expand to Reading, Philadelphia, New York, and hopefully the world someday. Big dreams, obviously. Um, the goal is to give 50% of the profit to local organizations and causes such as God's Kitchen and Operation Backpack. And also um, to use this platform um, as an opportunity to share you know, what God's done for me, for us, for you know, others involved. The whole idea is to use Project Give is what I'm calling it. Um, it's the whole buy a hoodie and we will give a hoodie, um, you know, starting in our area. The one-year goal uh, would be to take, you know, four or five people into New York City with duffel bags full of hoodies because I sold all this stuff um, to give to the needy and the homeless in the city. Um, the mission behind it is... Um, We at Project Clothing Company are driven to push the Project Give values and provide quality product that is durable to both, that is desirable to both, um, you know, those who want to buy it and those in need. And there's um, several verses that the Lord has really laid on my heart. And when this kind of came to me, um, I didn't know what to do. So I went to the Word and just started reading. And for some reason, I opened Job. And in Job 31, 19 through 20, uh, it says, I have not let anyone die for lack of clothes or let a needy person go without a coat. That person's heart blessed me because I warmed him with the wool of my sheep. Also in Proverbs um, 14, 31, uh, it says, Whoever mistreats the poor insults their maker, but whoever is kind to the needy honors God. So I just feel God's really laid that on my heart. 
Um, so, yeah. so another cool picture about this is that um, years back you had a kind of dream about something like this. Not a dream, sleeping dream, but like a, a vision. Yeah, the goal. What was that about? Um, when I was in college, uh, one of the guys I played soccer with and I um, really liked clothes and T-shirts, cool designs, unique stuff that you don't always see other people uh, wearing. And so we kind of were talking about it and started designing some things and playing around with it. And it's just kind of cool to see, like, that was several years ago and how it's come back. And the Lord's kind of hit me upside the head and said, like, this has been going on for a while. So Yeah, and it's really neat because before it was like just kind of like a fun thing for you and your buddy to do, maybe make some money. And now it's, you know, there's a whole nother motivation. And it's amazing how God takes something that's been in us for a long time but then gives us the foundation to stand on in, in why to do this um, and motivation. And then it becomes something different. Now it's not just like something fun to do. It is still fun, but now it has deep purpose. It has a lot of meaning and actually carries responsibility. So that's been really cool. The first night that Dan came to the soup kitchen, he was supposed to, uh, I was supposed to meet him over there. And uh, so he had been asking about it, and I said, yeah, we'll meet you there. And we were running late. And so I was like, we'll be there soon, you know, sorry. And uh, and so we got there late. And by the time I got there, Dan was already in line scooping stuff out, you know, on the on the f- food line. And uh, we he had a little bit of baptism by fire that night. I mean, there was a guy who was talking to us who was completely torched and was, you know, there, uh, like, giving us, like, it was crazy. Yeah, Jared, I think you know he, how that goes. I think <laughs> he blessed us like a hundred times within the time we were Yeah, there. he kept blessing us. It was awesome. Yeah, it was such a good experience. Anyway, it was just neat to see. You know, we believe um, uh, one of the things we talk about regularly is having a firefly army where God raises up each one of us with his glory. And then as he sends us out, we have the ability to glorify him in whatever situation we're in. And I, I remember like when I was running late, I was like, I don't know how this is going to go. I feel really bad. And then like getting there and just being like, God's got this. Like, you know, God and Dan are fine, you know, like and uh, and, and, and that's the way this works as we step out and follow God. This isn't a question of if there's no if involved with God. You know, it's a matter of when we have faith to step in. He's there, you know. And if he puts something on our heart and he guides us in, leads us into it, we can just count on him. We can really count on him. And many of you have experienced kind of the, uh, the, the times where God has put something on your heart and he's called you into it, but then there's the insecurity of like, ah, is this going to work or whatever? And then he just does it, you know, and he, and he does all sorts of stuff. And that uh, is a great story of how God's doing that in you. So I do have one other thing yeah, I want to say. Um, when Tim asked me to do this, I was really nervous, as I said. And um, yesterday, when I got home, I went snowboarding in the morning. When I got home, I was feeling really sick. I spent all afternoon in bed. I didn't get up at all until this morning. Um, when I got up this morning, I felt terrible. Um, so I figured I'll get a nice hot shower. Climbed into the shower. The shower was ice cold. No hot water. I just felt like all, all morning, like somebody was after me, trying to put me down. And um, I guess you can take it how you like from there, but I have an idea what that is. So. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, Dan came walking in and was like, oh, it was a rough morning. And I was, my first thought, dude, was like, ah, I should have told you that was coming. Because, I mean, that's how this rolls, right? And uh, so when we step out in faith, it's not easy. There's plenty of opposition. As a matter of fact, we were telling Barry's son, who Ian, who just accepted Christ today, said, because uh, you accept Christ in your life does not mean that life is going to get easy. It gets simple. It gets simple. You're a slave to Jesus now in the best sense of the word. You're his child. All you have to do is follow him and obey him. That's not easy, but it's real simple. It's real simple. But there is so much distraction, so much stuff trying to kick back and keep us, <laughs> knock us down. Yeah. yeah, the decision was easy to say, yeah, I'll come up and talk about it. But then physically getting up here and talking about it was not the easy part. The endurance of, yeah, walking it out. Well, thanks for sharing. We're going to pray for Dan and for this endeavor together. Okay.